You have tuned into Tea Buddies. This is your host, Salah Hadid. In our second episode of the Friendship Stories series, I ask Yvonne how her definition of friendship has changed over the years, challenges she faced when starting to appreciate one-on-one friendships over the groups, and how she managed over-expecting when having only one best friend. Embrace yourself for that and many more while enjoying your scrumptious evening tea, and thanks once again for listening to Tea Buddies. When I say the word friendship, what are those first few thoughts or better say experiences that comes to your mind? I think when it comes to friendship, um, I kind of like to break it down a little bit more because there's friendship that you have with each individual person. So there's like individual friendships and then there's also group friendships, which I think is different as well. They're same in the sense that like um, when it comes to friendships, you think about people and trying to build an intimate relationship without like the romantic part of it. It's like you're mm-hmm. just trying to get to know the person. You want to support the person as well. Um, but when I say difference between like individual and group friendships, group would be more of gangs that you have. So for instance, um, for me, it's like when I joined uni and I had my group of friends that I did my assignments with, those were my friends as well. That's a group friendship. That's a whole gang. But within those group friendships, you have individual relationships with each Mm -hmm. person, right? And that will differ. And that's what I mean when I'm talking about like individual friendships. So for instance, if I have like Amy in my group of friends, then like I have a different personal relationship with Amy and that's an individual friendship. Yeah, that's what I think of when I think of like friendships. Mm -hmm. And what was was, uh, the first time that you could actually uh, label someone as a friend or like do you have a memorable experience that you could remember oh that was my first friend or things like that my memories are like it's not very good (laughs) I mean like my first friend I would say would probably be in like China so a little bit of a context I when (laughs) I was four to nine I went to China and I studied there for a bit and so like um I remember my first friend probably being uh, this I think she's Korean I have no idea but I remember just really wanting to get to know her and like I remember playing what is it a uh, family so like oh. I'll pretend to be the dad and she'll pretend <laughs> to be the mom or like the opposite and so like it's the from a young age it would be people that friends would be people that I want to spend time with and people that I want to get to know and also I enjoy being around Mm. And they enjoy being around me as well. So like mm-hmm. playing together was important as a kid, right? So mm-hmm. being friends with somebody when I was a kid was like somebody that you would be able to play with. Yeah. Uh-huh. So that's my, the earliest memory I have of like my first friend. Okay, cool. Uh, so one thing you said about, well, the purpose of, or the reason behind why you befriend someone when you're a kid and it's like just to play, you know, have fun <laughs> and all. Uh, but how did it change uh, for you uh, throughout years, uh, you know, maturing and getting older? How did those motives behind uh, making somebody your friends uh, change? What's the agenda right now? Who do you, who, who do you friend, uh, like who do you befriend nowadays? Yeah, I definitely think like, my definition of friendship has changed over the years. So like, like I said, when I was younger, it's like people that I can play with, those are my friend. 
but then like I think moving into I would say it's around high school maybe around like 13 14 that's when I was growing older I would say maturing a little bit more that's when the idea of a friend no longer became people I played with so I no longer played tag with these people these are more like um, people that I can confide with whenever I was feeling upset or I wanted to just like vent to anybody these are the people that I could turn to and like I trust trust was a major thing so like right now my friendships I would say um, I value what do you call it quality time mm-hmm. and like trust is also very important to me so I don't trust people very easily and so if I'm able to talk to you if I can sit in a room with you and not have to talk to you or like I enjoy your presence you know that's what friends mean to me now mm-hmm. and I think this is also different from um, 12 to 13 year old Yvonne's definition of friendship because 12 to 13 Yvonne's uh, year old's definition of friendship would be more of people that I can vent to and now at this age at 21 my definition is no longer people that I can vent to it's just people that I can be with and not have to do anything I'm happy just being there like I don't have to do anything with them their presence is fine and they're okay with it you know they accept me unconditionally whether I'm doing something or not doing anything at all and I think that's what friendship has developed for to become for me yeah that's that's a very interesting and a worth attending to point you know that that you don't need somebody to be like such and such or like uh meet them for occasions or like let's meet to do this okay or i see you only when you know there is this uh this like special event or occasion but like just simply be there you know there's no special plan we just want to like sometimes sometimes i think about that actually to be honest like and when i half of my life is is like spent imagining life actually because I don't believe I'm gonna like live long enough to experience all the things I want to experience I imagine them and many a time just like you say I'm like sitting there and I'm like oh yeah I'm spending time with a friend and doing absolutely nothing you know we're just like sitting somewhere out uh you know in the nature or it's an afternoon we're drinking tea that's that's all about it you know, it, it doesn't need to be anything special. So yeah, exactly. that on its own is special, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's a very like comforting feeling because you, like you said, you don't have to be anyone around them. You don't necessarily, you don't meet up with like, sometimes you don't meet up with a task in mind. Like we're not going out for lunch. We're not doing anything. You just, just want to spend time. And like mm-hmm. the fact that you have nothing to do really means you're spending time together because you're not, planning to do anything together you're just there and mm-hmm. I don't know I think those kind of friendships the ones that you can just sort of chill and not do anything are like the best because I think there's no like expectation as well mm. for each other to do anything oh you brought up expectations that's 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 a huge part in friendship I would say yeah and let's let's talk about that uh, uh what are your some of what are some of your like experiences uh with I don't know, like weird expectations. Were you in a situation that you expected of things, uh, you know, that you felt it wasn't rational, it wasn't logical, it wasn't you, but it was expected of you by like a friend or, you know? 
I think well, one thing that comes into my mind, a situation is always like when friends kind of expect that they've told you things before and you're supposed to remember them. And uh-huh. like, I've, I've experienced this many times where it's like, um, I would have friends who occasionally tell me like, I, I told you this before, why don't you remember it? And it becomes a lot harder when it's something that is pretty important to them. And um, I don't know why I would, I don't remember it in the moment, but the fact that I don't remember it and it shows and they know that really hurts them. But it's that expectation that they put on me that everything that they say, I'm supposed to remember. It's not that I don't want to. Mm-hmm. I just sometimes it slips my mind and it's not really my fault. But yeah, the expectation to always remember what that person is saying to you or telling you. And I think that's that's not a very good expectation to put on anyone. I don't expect myself to remember everything that somebody else says. And I don't expect other people to also remember everything that I've said. It's fine to re-emphasize things as long as like you're clear again, right? It's it's not their fault, you know, at the end of the day, mm-hmm. if they don't remember. But I think it's a very harmful expectation to have of somebody to always remember everything that they've told you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it comes from the point that people think that if you love me, you would remember. If I was important to you, you would do it, uh, you know? Yeah. And, but but like, like there are a lot of other nuances to this situation. And, you know, it's a matter of communication. It's not that black and white that if you love yeah. me, you would do it. I mean, if you love me, you wouldn't have expected me to, you know? <laughs> <laughs> you know, you would have probably giving, uh, given me the, the freedom to, to choose, you know, what's important here. But yeah, yeah, probably it comes from there. But like, how do you how do you deal with the situation if such thing happens and then like you unintentionally upset someone? You know, like they were, they expected you to remember something or to do something, and you didn't felt or like to you it wasn't felt as if it was a big deal or like you forgot. Uh, you know, and then the person got kind of like hurt. How how do you deal with that situation? Um. I would say those situations have only happened to me in the past because nowadays, again, like I say, my friendships, the definition Mm -hmm. has changed as well. I think I noticed that at a really young age that like people had that expectation of me. I really didn't like it because I I don't like being put in a spot where I'm just expected to know everything and I really don't. So like um, over time, my friendships have changed. So I wouldn't say that I've dealt with it. I've just sort of like pushed it away because now my friends... The friends that I have, um, I think we both we both kind of know that um, it's okay if we don't remember everything. And the way that I've sort of dealt with it was to shift to individual friendships rather than group friendships. Because I think the reason why we don't tend to hear certain things or don't remember something sometimes, it's because there's so many things going on, especially with like group dynamic friendships, right? everybody's talking at the same time and if that one person shared something in that moment you weren't listening or you were trying to talk to somebody else you just didn't catch it and it wasn't really your fault um so like the way that I've dealt with that I shifted a lot away a lot from like group dynamics and focused a lot more on like individual friendships so when I go out I also always keep it to like a very small group so that I make sure I'm listening to them as well and they're listening to me and I think from the get-go, we both of us, all of my friends know that like we won't necessarily catch everything, but it's okay to repeat things. I think, yeah, 
communication, right? It all comes back down to communication. Communication being very important. And also, I think I don't stretch myself too thin to try to remember everything or listen to everyone at the same time. So that's the way I've dealt with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the thing about, like, it's interesting when you say you, you moved from group friendships to, like, more one-on-one experience. Uh, yeah. Have you ever felt that uh, that this this style of befriending uh, on your side has been looked down upon? I mean, like, considering that Malaysia is, like, a society where... Uh, yes. <laughs> how can I say it? Collective activities are, like, more favored... Uh, over yeah. the, the individual ones. Uh, so so how, how has your experience been, you know, like shifting or like moving to more personal friendship, you know, one-on-one experience when there is like a lot of like other gangs and groups being looking like, yeah. where is Yvonne going, you know, not yeah. hanging with us anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's been, it, I think I experienced it at like around 15 or 16. That, that was the moment that like, so it sort of clicked in my head that like, like, I can't do boobs. It's too much effort, like I can't do it. So then like, I remember just being really like confused because I think at that age, you're also trying to figure out your identity and it's not like mm-hmm. I didn't want any friends. It's just that I had a preference for one over the other. And I think the hardest thing um, dealing with that at that age was trying to understand and accept that it's okay if you don't want to go out for an outing with this group, big group of friends because they're a big group of friends. And I think like the hardest part about it was having friends actually like kind of explicitly tell you without intentionally hurting you, of course, but it's like telling you that like, oh, we don't have to ask Yvonne. She's, she's not going to come for like this group outing. And it's like, it, it's different. It's not that I don't want to. It's just that well, it is actually that I don't want to, but it's like I would like to still be invited. It's just that I have a preference for smaller gatherings over big ones. But yeah, I think at 15, at 16, it was hard trying to understand that it was okay. I'm not, I am different, but that's okay. I just have a certain preference for how I like my friendships to be like, and I don't necessarily have to do what everybody else is doing. Yeah. I I mean, to be honest, I think everybody's been pretty like nice about it. Nobody really says it to your face as well. They're like, oh, you know, you're not hanging out with a group anymore. Like you don't have any friends. And it's like, that's not, that's not true. I, I just have a different style of friendship. And I think growing up and getting older, I started, I, I slowly started to realize that like, it's okay. And like, I'm, happy being um, I'm happy having the type of friendships that I have now and I think who are you to tell me if you don't like the way that I have my friends right like I'm happy like this and if I'm happy I think that's good enough yeah great great well whatever you you, your comfort lies you know Uh, yeah yeah. and well, to so many people, it's more meaningful to do it one-on-one, you know, like in a smaller group. And to some people, you know, they feel like it's more fulfilling when there is like a dozen of people. Uh, yeah. They just feel it's more fun, you know. And I don't know. Do you think that it actually has a relationship? I mean, this just came to my mind. Do you, ha- do you think that there is a relationship between uh, the, the extroversion and 
our preference over you know group friendships and and, and individual friendships by common sense i feel there is right yeah yeah i think there definitely is but i think also a lot of the times um i think it's a book quiet right susan kane and like the like the main message about that book was pretty much saying that like our world is kind of uh, built around an extroverted sort of lifestyle mm-hmm. like we're more inclined to or that's like what's typically known as normal and mm-hmm. that's not necessarily true yeah. um yeah but i think the group friendships definitely work really well for people who are extroverted but that's also not to say that they don't enjoy having one-on-one time you know i think uh introverts and extroverts if they do i think it's like separate it's it's two separate like topics right being extroverted and enjoying meaningful conversations i think you can be extroverted and enjoy meaningful conversations and therefore you would want to like have a one-on-one relationship in like a very close um individual friendship with somebody but you can also be extroverted and enjoy big crowds you know like that it's it's different things i guess i would say yeah 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 (laughs) that's a valid point Uh, i think like uh the thing about extroversion is like one of the criteria is like being outspoken you know enjoying being around people i don't think uh the, the the size of the uh crowd uh is much of a concern. I mean, it, it, it can have its own uh, like uh, influences, you know, but yeah, as you say, they can also enjoy one-on-one conversations. And, and you could actually tell because they are the one who is more excited, who is more, uh, you know, like worked up and jumpy, <laughs> I could say, you know, in, in the conversation. Uh, uh, recently, when I had this uh, poll in my Instagram, probably you noticed that it was, which one do you prefer, uh, the best friend or a best friend? And when we say the best friend, it means like you have just like one or two friends. I mean, like in most cases, one. Uh, but when you say like a best friend, it means like you can have a multiple, I mean, multiple uh, individuals who can serve you as, uh, you know, a bestie. Uh, you know, just the best friend. It's just that you don't limit it to one. And I was, I thought, I thought it's going to be skewed. I thought, you know, like people are gonna, it, it, it's, I wasn't expecting like a, a normal distribution, you know, because, because <laughs> it was so close. It was like 40 to, uh, I mean, 45, 55% kind of that, you know, like half, almost half prefer that and the other half prefer uh, the other. So what's, what's your preference? Would you go for a best friend or like the best friend which one the is, best more friend is just one one right the the best friend is like yeah just just one person that you have and mm-hmm. you're like yeah she or he is my best friend ever nobody else is like the rest will come lower <laughs> in the hierarchy you know what i mean i i definitely am more inclined to it's like the best friend but i think it goes back down to what you prioritize what you value mm-hmm. in a friendship so for me, like quality time and like um, unconditional acceptance, right? That's what I value in somebody that I call my best friend. So if I have one person that I feel like is able to quality time in terms of like um, quality conversation, sorry, maybe that'd be a better way to put it. And like um, 
if I know that one person that I usually always have really good quality conversations with, I think because that's what I prioritize in a friendship, I'm, it's okay if I call them the best friend. Uh, and it kind of just goes back down to what you feel is important for you and what you define as a friendship, right? Because um, I do agree that you can have like many best friends for like different purposes. But I think because I'm, I like know that what's important to me is quality conversations. I know that that's something that I will always like put on top and I try to make sure like that's something that I get, then mm-hmm. I think it's all right for me to kind of, you know, have the best friend because that's just my preference again. But if you're somebody who kind of like, you know, um, maybe for instance, quality conversation is one and maybe you also, sorry about my thought, <laughs> you also like um, enjoy, what was it? Maybe like activities, exercising, right? Then like you can have two different best friends for like certain situations or like for example a very good example would be um university i'm sorry my dog is really loud no, no, it's, it's very <laughs> but yeah like in university you have friends to like you do work with and you could also have a university best friend you know like i think different contexts in different contexts you can have a best friend but for me at least I have a preference for just, or like I put one type of, I value one uh, Mm -hmm. aspect of friendship a lot more than the rest. And so Mm -hmm. I would lean towards having the best friend rather than like Mm -hmm. many best friends. You know, I think it also helps me sort of put value into the word friendship as well. Because I think um, this might not be very popular with a lot of people, but I don't like to throw the word friends around very easily so I'm not but I don't easily call you my friend (laughs) like it takes quite a bit to for me to finally call you my friend you know and I think it just makes what you have the friendships that you have more valuable because you don't throw the word around so simply right you don't just randomly call like this your neighbor like oh that's my friend you know <laughs> like um, keeping that word to yourself and just and being very cautious when you um, label people as your friends make it make you treasure your friends more as well because of the way that you treat the word yeah it reminds me of uh, this quote uh, in the little prince uh, and it was where the, the conversation between the little prince and the fox and I think it was the fox who said that uh, you're responsible for whoever uh, you tame you know because because uh, it was the idea that like we are strangers but if you tame me I become your friend and when you tame me you become responsible for me so you can't just like walk away from that responsibility like that uh, and I feel like a, an element of, of that in what you're saying, like not easily uh, using the label or like the title, but let's say title, uh, friends, mm-hmm. because it comes with a responsibility, you know, and it's not that that, that light of a thing to carry yeah. around. So, yeah, yeah. I, I like that uh, commitment, I would say, <laughs> to the word friendship. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's, that's really great to hear. But on that note, uh, I have something to ask because I am someone who kind of like transited from uh, preferring the best friend to somebody who now prefers a few best friends. And my, my argument was 
uh, when, when I had that idea of the best friend, I felt like I was putting a lot of expectation upon one single person's uh, shoulders. And I thought it wasn't fair because there's only so much one person can do and one person can provide. But then just because he was my only and the best friend I had, then I had this idea that, okay, the best friend does this, the best friend does this, the best friend does this, you know? Yeah. And it's all in my mind, expectations of what I think the best friend does. And he being a human being couldn't, you know, and <laughs> as, as realistic as it can get. So I thought I was like putting a lot of pressure on, on that person. And years passed and I had the great opportunity to, to make other friends. And I felt like, wow, the thing that he, this, this new friend of mine is offering is actually what I was looking for in my the best friend. But then like, he couldn't, he, uh, I mean, my, my, my best friend previously, like he couldn't offer me that, but like this new friend is offering. So why not, you know, like, lose another bit you know like he can be a best friend too so that was that was the whole uh i mean the summary of how it happens i feel like i have different voids different empty spaces that that different friends can fill so and that's where i started you know changing my, my mindset on on the idea of a best friend or the best friend but yeah mainly it was the expectation part of it how do you uh I mean, being a person who would prefer uh, having, you know, one best friend, uh, how do you manage expectations? I think having one best friend doesn't mean that that person has to do everything for you. Because like you said, like you have different friends with different things. So my best friend doesn't study at the same university that I study. Mm -hmm. So then I don't expect myself to be talking to them about my assignment and asking them like, you know, can you advise me on how to help? You know, these things are like, you have different friends for different things and I think for me because like I mentioned like I prioritize quality conversations so like when I want to when I'm looking for somebody to just kind of talk and be a little bit more meaningful and just kind of reflect on things right I will turn to this person it's not to say that like I expect them to always be there for me it's just that like on the good days on the days that I just don't really want to do anything I'm okay with like looking for them because I know that's what I, I want and, and like they're able to provide it in that moment and only if they're available to do that in that moment because I still have other friends who can have quality conversations with me. It's just that I, I do have a slight preference for this one friend but like, you know, if they're not there, it's not their fault. I think yeah. it's more of, um, what's the word, regulating yeah, your own like uh, expectation of what you have on your friends as well because I think the moment that you expect them to do something is also the moment that like you will get hurt or get disappointed right when they're not able to give that to you and I think um, this might be a little bit contradictory but like if you are disappointed I mean I think it's fine just don't I think it's what you put onto them later on if you treat them a certain way because you're disappointed that's when it's most hurtful you can be disappointed, but honestly, disappointment just means you really treasure them as a friend. You really like yeah. enjoying time with them. You know, it it shouldn't, just don't like turn it into um, passive aggressiveness, you know, like 
let it go. <laughs> you know, it sounds very easy to say, but it's it is a little bit harder to do. It's just yeah, just try your best to not to let it go and like yeah. try not to put too much of an expectation. I guess you can expect, but not too much. You know, mm-hmm. I guess. Mm-hmm. I totally yeah. agree on 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 the point uh, on your realistic point. Uh, you know, where it comes to. Uh, not expecting the friendship to be all the time the uh, the beautiful garden that we go into to have a nice time, relax, and birds chirping, yeah. the river flowing. You know, because uh, I always I uh, this is uh, something that I always preach, quote unquote. <laughs> you know, I'd say like I rather be disagreed with out of a place of love and honest worry than to be agreed with out of indifference, you know? So people be like, yeah, go on, do it, you know? Like, and they say that as if they don't care. I don't like that kind of agreement, you know? But then like a friend of yours, an honest friend of yours, uh, they sometimes disagree. You have clashes of interest, you know? Like, yeah. But then like to make sure that it's coming from a place of, uh, you know, intimacy, of worry, of love, of care, I mean that's that's the difference uh, that makes like a huge uh, difference, and I prefer this one over the other. It, you know, it's definitely not all the time joy and happiness. We have all uh, yeah. those like you know down times as well. Yeah, it's a part of yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think like for me right now, um, my best friend we we've gone through like a slight yeah. rough patch where like. At that point, we both just didn't need each other. We were trying to like figure out ourselves, right? Um, because she's somebody that like I grew up with. So um when I came back to Malaysia, she was my friend there. And then like we just kind of we've been around since like childhood, mm-hmm. I would say. And so like um I think we reached a point where we kind of had to grow separately. And like when we grew separately, I think that's when it finally like clicked in my head that like, you know you don't have to be talking to your best friend 24-7, you know? Sometimes, like, you can go, like, I don't know, a couple of months, maybe not really talking to them, but it's the time that you spend together, and if you're able to, like, if you feel like you click the moment you're together, I think that's what's important, not what happens before that or after that. It's what's happening when you're together, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it, it makes a great deal of sense, and you are not the first person that I'm talking to, but like uh, the other people that I've talked to also have mentioned that exact same point on like friend is somebody that there can be a pause uh, in between, like uh, I have my own life, they have their own lives. Yeah. But then like, you don't need to worry that if you are separated for a while, this friendship's gonna go down or like gonna disappear. Yeah. When you come back, you re-click, you know, you rebound, you, yeah. you kind of like, Everything's the same, you, you know. So yeah, you you make absolute sense. <laughs> it yeah. might not be my preference. It might not be my way of doing. But what I'm saying is like, uh, yeah, it's something that many people value. Uh, uh, yeah, and it's it's a beautiful thing, I would say, in a way. Uh, in light of this current situation, the restrictions, pandemic. Uh, how has been your experience uh, with your best friend or like like your other friends, you know, not being able to see each other face to face or like how it's been so far? 
I think moving everything online is definitely a little bit harder because sometimes like the friends that you have are people that you see quite often as well. And so like the moment that everything went online, oh my, it was so hard because I think it, it takes a lot more effort for you and like it does get tiring, but like reaching out becomes harder and I think it's necessary just as much as like uh, you'd like for somebody else you might want somebody to like reach out to you I think you can also do the same for others and I think with like the pandemic and like moving everything online it takes a bit more effort which is why I've started also rekindling a little bit more of like group friendships Mm -hmm. because it's easier to see everybody that way even though the meaningfulness of the conversations might not be there as much or you can't give everyone the same amount of attention as much um, anymore I think it groups work best when it comes to online settings because although you can't really catch what everybody else is saying you get to see everybody there and I think that's more important because sometimes just seeing the person there is all it takes to kind of like catch up with people you know and I think because the pandemic it kind of like made us a little bit more distant, it's harder for us to see one person um, when we are able to experience that online. I think it's very important and we're able to, I don't know, uh, appreciate it a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's relatable. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, all thanks to technology, I would say that I mean, imagine if this this pandemic would have happened, uh, you know, if, if we were living in like, I don't know, 50 years ago, uh, and then all of a sudden hit by a pandemic and all locked down in our houses, that been that been terrifying. You know, it's already terrifying what you're experiencing right, right now, you know, but like, at least we can see each other's faces, even if it's like in a... Uh, soulless spiritless screen you know but at least i know there's a soul behind this screen you know even if this screen is like just a device but yeah we gotta be thankful for that i guess (laughs) yeah and i would say though that like transitioning online um with individual friendships at least um i think it becomes a little bit more personal more intimate as well because you're not really in person to like sit around and do anything. So like you, it's, it's different from like when you're together and you're not doing anything Yeah. versus like the both of you are online. Exactly. Like you see each other online, <laughs> you know, it's different. <laughs> but like um, because of that, it requires you to kind of like uh, talk more, have conversations a little bit more, learn to listen a bit more. And I think, at least for my individual friendships, I feel like we've grown stronger because um, we have to listen and we kind of, when we have conversations, we pay more attention to each other because, I mean, like, sometimes there are barriers with, like, you know, online communication, lag and all that, right? Wi-Fi, you know, um, but because of that, it also allows you to appreciate the time that you have with that person a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And I think, Yeah. In terms of individual friendships, that's something that has been that has improved. At least the pandemic has its good and its bad. Yeah, I would say. Yeah, I mean, like beneath what you're saying is like a very interesting point that our communication skills are kind of like 
improving in a way that that we are mm. so conscious because uh yeah you can you can spend time with like a friend face to face and like if there's a pause you're not talking nothing would happen you wouldn't feel like you're wasting somebody's time you know like it's my time but then like when you're on a call you have set a time and everything you know let's call it this time and with all the projects and assignments and everything on going on you're like you know that you have limited time to talk to this person yeah. so the moment as you say there are like those awkward silences you really want to get rid of it or otherwise you'll be asking like what are we doing here you know yeah. and then like i think we're all also more conscious of what's going on in the conversation like uh unlike when you go out with a group like go out out i mean in yeah you know face to face yeah. <laughs> it's so difficult now we have to clarify it there was a time that we didn't need to clarify these things oh my god but but yeah uh, what i'm saying is like you go out in a group and then well you know you're sitting at a, at a big table so you can't really hear everybody's talk mm-hmm. you know people tend to talk with uh somebody who's like next to yeah. them but yeah. then when you're on, on a group call online you get the chance to hear everybody's view and you wouldn't yeah. disrupt anyone you know and you're like okay he finishes only then i would speak and then mm. everybody's given a chance to listen and to speak at the same time so it's both individualistic and at the same i mean it preserves the the, the individual uh elements of interaction but at the same time it's a group gathering yeah it's a nice set isn't it <laughs> yeah 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 it definitely is i think with group group calls online right what has been really helpful i mean um with having group conversations because although like group conversations when somebody gets awkward they can mm-hmm. i don't know how to say it it's more like in real life in group conversations when you start to get awkward you can talk to the person next to you right but then like you said when it's online you can't really do that but um i think one way to kind of like shift that a bit is also adding games so like me and my friends have slowly incorporated like game nights group gathering game nights and like those are a good way that's a very good way to kind of like get everybody together and like just enjoy you know spending time together without focusing too much on the conversation as great as in the, the individualistic uh, conversations are in the group setting uh, online i think when it when we kind of just want to have like a chill night together uh, a good way to kind of go about that that has really helped me is like to have a game night together get everybody together to be like okay yeah let's play what's that game again um scribble io that's that's what we play yeah it's fun okay, <laughs> like i'll check it out really... i'm not big on games but i can check it out when you said i thought you were playing like among us or something but <laughs> you do that too yeah among us is... <laughs> yeah i mean like it might make or break your friendships it depends on how serious <laughs> you take the game i think when it comes to games just remember that you're you just want to spend time with your friends. Yeah. Don't get angry at them. Like just, just chill. It's it's all chill. Yeah. Don't take it too seriously. You're not <laughs> trying to win anything. You're just trying to be with your friends. Yeah. Uh, okay. Before we end, one last uh, share of anything. Uh, 
within your experience of friendship that you think stands out from the rest? Uh, I mean, like, it can be anything, like uh, positive, negative, something that, that was meaningful to you, or, you know, when you think of it, it instantly comes to mind uh, of all those years of, uh, of experiencing, uh, you know, different friendships. So, yeah, I'll leave that to you. Like a meaningful experience, something that like I kind mm-hmm. of remember, right? Yeah, a moment, mm-hmm. you know, like a memory or anything. Yeah, uh, I think it's when I like finally expressed to my friends like how I felt about group friendships, oh. or like, yeah, I think the moment that I kind of like sat down with them and had to like explain to them that like. It's not that I don't want to spend time with you guys. It's just that I prefer spending time with you guys individually. And like the moment that like they also understood. And like, I think like after that conversation, it was nice to see that they kind of acknowledged that it's not that I don't want like to have group gatherings. It's just that I prefer having one-on-one conversations. And that's when they like, started putting a little bit more effort to spend time with me alone and like develop that kind of friendships. Yeah, I think that's something that's very meaningful. But that's an experience that I always like remember. Yeah. It's, yeah, definitely like interesting because uh, when you told me you had this transition, I never thought you, you sat down, you know, like and explained because yeah. sometimes, you know, sometimes it just happens. You know, I feel like not going out with, with groups anymore and I want to do it individually. But for yeah. you to have that conversation, I mean, like, that's great. It came very unexpectedly, I would say. Like, okay. it was, because I, 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 it was mainly two friends that I spoke to and it just, they came over for sleepover and then like, I think it was just one of those like 2 a.m. things and you just kind of like talk, 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 talk and you're like, oh, actually, it's not that I don't really like it. You know, like it just came out and like they were very understanding about it. And I think, yeah, again, like afterwards, the way they treated me, I think I, I was, I just appreciate it very much. It was very touching, you know. I think the best uh, moments in friendships are when you don't expect, don't have any expectations them to kind of take what you're saying you're just saying it you know mm-hmm. and then they remember certain things that turns out you felt were important but you just didn't know until they started showing it to you right yeah yeah uh yeah it, it reminds me of like this quote uh from an actor but like i i forgot uh who it was uh that you know things would change when we stop expecting and start accepting, mm-hmm. uh, you know? So, yeah, and, and I feel like that's what happened uh, within uh, you and what you had to explain to your friends. And that's amazing. Yeah, yeah it's amazing that, that um, I mean, they understood and, you know, you, you had the room to, to choose uh, what's best for you while maintaining the peace. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> that's not always the case uh, with friendships. Yeah. But yeah, thank you very much, Yvonne, for joining me today uh, in this conversation. Really means a lot that you 
gave you time for this. I'm sure uh, there are takeaways in it for whoever is listening. Thank you once again very much for joining. Thank you.